Oh, hey there. I interrupt our regularly scheduled Universal Voices episodes with this quick bonus episode. I wanted to take just a few minutes to share my new best friend, Saint, because her feast day is this Wednesday, October 21st, and I found her specifically in searching for someone to ask for prayers for this podcast project. In honor of her feast day, I'm dropping this quick bonus episode and hosting a virtual rosary for the sacredness of every human life. I hope you find as much inspiration as I do from my newest heavenly homegirl. Okay, so I wanted to share a little bit about how I found Santa Laura de Montoya, okay? It's a crazy story and only a few people know it. So I thought that I would let y'all in on how I found her and just a few things about her life and then give you a few details of what's going to happen on her feast day. So when I started to pray about whether or not I was going to kind of extend the from here community beyond just the sessions of the summer uh, into a podcast project, I really wanted to find somebody who I connected to in heaven that could pray for this project. And I had some very like specific guidelines. I had come to kind of the end of my discernment about whether or not this was something that would be a good thing to do, um, something that could bring consolation to folks or could convict folks. And I was at the end of this process and I, and I basically went to Jesus and was like, okay, Jesus. So here's the thing. I'm going to need a saint to pray for this project. And I've got some guidelines for you. So here goes, I would like the saint to be Latina because I'm Latina and I would like her to be somebody I can identify with. And I would also like her feast day to be on um, the day of the kickoff for this <laughs> project, right? Um, you know, no big deal. So I set out to Google Latina saints and I got a list of saints and I started reading through them. Nobody had the feast day from the kickoff, but there was a saint that had a the feast day within the 12 weeks of the project. And so I started to read about her and every line of her biography really was so incredibly powerful in that I know that it can sound kind of crazy sometimes, these conversations that I have with Jesus where I'm a little bit demanding or a lot demanding. There's a lot that Jesus asks of me or talks to me about. There are a lot of questions that I ask him that he answers and that I share with other people, but there are also a lot of no's. <laughs> There's a lot of like, um, th- this is not for you or this was not acceptable behavior. So I know I share a lot of times just like the answered prayers, but there's a lot of constructive criticism that comes also in in prayer. And there's a there have been lots of no's, lots and lots of no's. And so I don't I don't want to make it seem like that like I only get yeses or I only get approval or whatever. Like 
that's just not the case. But I think that this is a powerful example, me finding the saint and him giving her to me. It's a powerful example of the fact that God is invested, is involved and is speaking to us. Like if we talk and we give him time to talk back to us, if we're listening as well as talking, you know, that's just the way we build relationship and prayer is just the way we build relationship with God. So there has to be talking and there also has to be listening. So anyway, so I give him these, these guidelines and I find this woman. And when I tell you that it was the, it was the last very strong affirmation for this project in who she is, I'm telling the truth. Like I think my heart kind of started beating fast as I kept reading line by line in her biography. And basically, so She's known as Santa Laura Montoya, or you. She's also known as Saint Laura of Saint Catherine of Siena. Um, she's a the first Colombian saint, and I read about her. Her her dad died when she was two, and she had to move in with her grandmother, and she felt lonely a lot of the time. And she grew. And what's interesting, the first thing that really stuck out to me is that Saint Laura was consoled often by two things, Eucharist and sacred scripture. And so that was the first thing that really kind of choked me up because I haven't always been obsessed with sacred scripture, but I would say like the last two or three years, it's been literally an obsession of mine. I consistently text a priest friend of mine and ask him questions about verses I read and and what was the historical background and what's going on here and why does this say this, you know? And also back to kind of that prayer thing, I, I didn't realize that reflecting on the daily readings when I'm speaking to God, oftentimes these days, he speaks right back to me through his word, which totally makes sense, right? It's like the word of God is what scripture is. And so like when we're looking to him to talk to us, we can like go to his word. So that was like the first thing that really stuck out to me. Right. So then she grows up, her mom eventually, when she's 16, sends her to get trained as a teacher because they really need help with the finances. And she goes to, to school and she, she becomes an elementary school teacher. And I was like, are you serious? God, like what is going on here? And so I was an elementary school teacher. Uh, before I had a thousand kids. And so that was just another really, really cool connection. And then this whole time, she just feels called to, to enter uh, religious life. And she ends up entering religious life and was known as having a balance between the contemplative life and the action-based life. And that is just like where I am. I used to just go, go, go and act, act, act. And I now understand the value of returning and stopping and being quiet and still and listening to God, being rooted and grounded in that connection with him instead of just going and nonstop throwing things out that I haven't really even processed with him, you know? But on the flip side of that, I understand that I don't want to be in this bubble over here, this Catholic bubble where I'm just, you know, not just, but I'm out here praying and contemplating things and never going into a hurting world. Like I want to be out there. I want to bring 
the gospel. I want to bring joy and goodness and hope and mercy and all those things out into the actual world. So the fact that those two things were equally as important to her and they're important to me, you guys, it's just crazy. So then she becomes kind of really adamant and she very much feels a call to go live among the natives in South America because specifically they were known as savages and Laura wanted to destroy the racial discrimination of that label. She wanted to go in and show that she wanted to honor the dignity of the native people. And to do that, she just wanted to go and live among them. And just no matter what people thought about, honestly, they just were like, this chick is crazy. She's going to take a bunch, you know, a couple of her friends and go live in, in with the native, the native people of the region. And she's just odd, you know, she's kind of rogue. She's kind of just out there, but they said that she had like a pedagogy of love. And that was, that's where the, she spent the rest of her life. And she's actually a patron of, uh, of orphans and of racial discrimination. So when I got to this line, I mean, I think most of you will know that right now it, it's really, really important to me to discover and to figure out where the church how the church can be integral in this time in our country of doing the work necessary to reconcile the racial discrimination that has been part of our country for since its founding. And so, you know, you guys, honestly, when I, when I found her, I, I felt, I felt so consoled and I felt so seen by God. And so I'll just tell you this one little last bit. I have somebody that I love very much who's going through a very, very devastating time right now. And I talked to her right around the time that I had found Santa Laura. And I I just asked, is there anything I can do? I, I want to do anything. And she said, you know, this sounds silly, but I've been looking for something that I really, really need. And I've been looking for it for two weeks and I've destroyed my house and it, it, I just need to find it. And I, so she said, she had already asked me to, to pray. And I had been praying that she found it and, and nothing. But this time I actually talked to her on the phone and we had cried together. And by the end, I wanted, you know, I just wanted to do something. And so that evening I went to bed and I remember these were straight up my words. I kid you not. I said, okay, St. Laura, I know this is not even your lane, right? Like I know finding things is not your lane, but what I'm going to need is I'm going to need you to pray that, that my loved one finds what she needs because it's the only thing I can do right now. And so I'm going to need you to pray. And I kid you not, I, this is like God's honest truth. I wouldn't lie to you guys. Uh, she found it the next day. She texted me and she, she found it. So I just feel seen. I feel known. And so when somebody reached out to me, um, a woman reached out to me recently. She had heard me on the Upside Down podcast. That's the ecumenical podcast that I'm on. And she was like, oh, like she realized that we went to to college together. She's like, you know, I really want to do something for Respect Life Month. I really want to pray in such a way that we really are praying for the dignity of of everyone, especially those right now that are that are really marginalized. And so we work together to create some 
meditations with the rosary. And I told her I'd really love to do it on the feast day of Santa Laura because it's on October 21st, which is within Respect Life Month. And so we worked on it and I've posted it on Facebook. I've posted it on both my From Here account and my personal Instagram account. And I would just really love if you guys would join, whoever listens to this before then, if you guys would join us in praying. She's doing it with through her parish. That's actually like the initiative. But I thought it would be nice to open it up. So if you would join us, to celebrate first this like home, like she's my homegirl now, like legit, uh, celebrate my homegirl, but also just kind of return to, there's a lot of going back and forth right now within the political sphere of, of dignity and whose dignity this and that. And I just, as Catholic, as a Catholic, I just want to reject the notion that, that there are polar opposites when it comes to the dignity of life. There, there are no polar opposites. It's just everybody is beloved. And I feel like this is a way to kind of stand and say, you know what, every everybody's beloved. And so the way that you can participate is if you would just take a picture of your rosary, not yourself, because we don't like where well, this is not us being pious. This is really just each of us individually praying for an increased love in, within our own hearts. And so if you will take a picture of your rosary and you will use the hashtag life is sacred rosary, then, you know, that will invite other people into this initiative to pray for, for everyone. And so, yeah, I thought it would be fun to hop on, do this little bonus episode, try to share this with folks before the 21st. So that everybody can hang together so anyway that's the bonus episode so great to check in with you guys and tuesday we drop i'll drop a regular phenomenal episode you do not want to miss the episode on tuesday it's fire okay talk to you soon